Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. What's going on, Broncos country? We have a new voice hitting the airwaves of Mile High Report. I am Ross Allen diehard Broncos fan and we're here to talk some Broncos news of course this is horse tracks for Thursday September 8th and we got a little bit to talk about we got to talk about some fan favorite players maybe some not so fan favorite players and some news that uh I'll note I am very excited about it because typically these guys get things right but also it makes me nervous that might just be because you know we've had a little over half a decade's worth of disappointment and sadness um, but now is the season where we might actually be able to get our hopes up and not be totally burned for it I guess we're going to see that game on Monday is coming up very very soon and I am more than excited about that one let's start things off with a happy story because Emmanuel Sanders is calling it a career after 12 years and he's capping off in the best second best way possible he's not winning Super Bowl but he's retiring as a Denver Bronco uh, of course he had his uh, press conference on Wednesday uh, shortly after he announced his retirement from the league and man I'm just super happy for him I, I really don't know what to say besides I can't be happier for the man he deserves a proper send-off and it seems like the Broncos uh, gave him one today listening to what he had to say during his press conference you know when I think about my career uh, man it's, it's, it, it has been a blessing I remember when me and my cousin Josh Brown we were like eight years old and I used to, I used to, I used to always tell him I'll make it to the NFL 
I'm gonna make it to the NFL. And then, you know, if you ask everybody in my, in my community, if they remember me, they say, man, I remember that little eight-year-old skinny kid that was running around saying that he was gonna make it to the NFL, right? And when I got to college, I remember my cousin, I was telling him, I said, man, I got this dream. I said, I got this dream. And so I wrote, I wrote it, and, and it, and it goes, it all started with a dream. A dream of making something of myself. A dream that no matter the circumstances I was born into, that I could attain anything I put my mind to. I was determined to make it, determined to change the dynamic of my family financials, and determined to be the example for the younger generation that if he can make it, so can I. Well, I'm proud to stand up here and tell you, Coach Z, I'm proud to tell you, I'm proud to stand up here before you guys and say that I chased down that dream and it was one hell of a ride. God is great, and I know that without him being my protector and guiding me throughout this journey, none of this would be possible. To every coach and player that I have the, pre the privilege of playing with or to be coached by, thank you. Now, of course, Emmanuel Sanders had 404 of his 704 catches with the Broncos, 5,361 of his 9,245 receiving yards with the Broncos, and 28 of his 51 touchdowns. More than half his production was in Denver, where from 2014 to 2017, he and our boy Demarius Thomas were one of the league's best receiving duos. I mean, ah. Uh, to, to go back to that time where we had DT on one side, just a big physical receiving threat, and then across from him, yeah, Mandel Sanders that'll just take the roof off a of defense. Man, watching those two go at it was so much fun. Um, and so, I mean, obviously, man, just thinking about that gets me nostalgic. It also just makes me a little bit sad knowing that we're never going to see that again. And I knew we weren't going to see that again. I mean, we kind of figured this out, you know, uh, four, four years ago or so. Um, but it, it's also just a sad reality. Of course, um, at least Emmanuel Sanders is able to get his due. And one thing that's nice about what the Broncos have been doing recently is that it seems like they're probably one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league, when it comes to keeping relationships with former players. I mean, we've seen this recently now with Emmanuel Sanders. We saw that with Derek Wolf. Man, um, I don't know about you guys, but I was always a huge Derek Wolf guy. Very sad um, when when he ended up having to leave the Broncos for you know a couple of reasons, primarily being money. But you know, um, at least uh, we that was a defensive player um, heading to the Ravens um, for a legitimate reason, not just because the fax machine wasn't working. Let's not get into that one today. <laughs> oh boy, that's a whole story in its own right. Um, I don't really feel like rehashing that because that just makes me sad once again. Um, but I'm just super thankful for Emmanuel. Sanders. They, you know, brought them in in 2014 after they came up short in the Super Bowl. And by short, I mean they came up really short <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And of course, he was a big factor in that Super Bowl 50 run, uh, one of uh, um, Peyton Manning's favorite targets there. And I just, one thing, let's not even just focus on his on-field production, but let's focus on his off-field production. He was one of those locker room guys that you could always count on. He was such a, a great guy in the community and really just a fantastic representative of Broncos country and Broncos uh, players. And I, 
I don't know what else to say. I'm just super happy that he was able to, uh, I mean, he played with a handful of teams. I, I saw someone refer to him as a bit of a uh, NFL hitman. Um, of course, in his last, he's been around a few teams recently. Um, the last couple of years, I thought he was one of the best and most underrated pickups off this, uh, of the offseason, of course, uh, when he went to San Francisco, when he went to New Orleans, when he, uh, of course, finished off in Buffalo. Um, I, I, he's... Emmanuel Sanders, no, these aren't necessarily Hall of Fame numbers that he put up, but man, he was a vital part to any offense he was on. He was a spark bringer to any offense he was on. He was a great target for any quarterback he ever played with, um, and clearly he, he proved his worth time in and time out. And I just hope that fans across the league, I know Broncos fans, we, we, uh, we've, uh, what I've seen is pretty effectively done a good job in giving him his deal. Of course, we can give him a little bit more credit. We always can with a player like that. But I just hope that the rest of the league is able to catch on, rest of the fans able to catch on just how great of a player in a person that Emmanuel Sanders was, not only for the teams he played on, but for the leagues and communities he was a part of. Um, and I just hope that this severely underrated player gets his due. Um, sometimes retirement does that for players, so we'll see if that works out for him um, here. But let us know your thoughts, of course. Reach out to, um, to us on our socials, on Twitter and Instagram, Mile High Report. Um, let us know how you feel about Emmanuel Sanders um, calling it quits, but also calling it quits as a Denver Bronco. And going from uh, one former Denver Bronco to another, let's talk about one of the most popular, one of the most widely talked about guys uh, around the Broncos organization over the last, I don't know, a few years. Uh, Drew Locke, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, from this really great article, kind of talking about how the whole Russell Wilson trade went down, uh, we, we we've learned a little bit, and now. I, I'm kind of torn on this news because I can't tell if it's the Seahawks maybe putting out a good, being, being good when it comes to PR, um, because of course there's plenty of teams that are good at that, some that aren't nearly as good as that, I don't think we'll be naming names right now, um, Texans, but, or uh, is it is it good PR, or is it the Seahawks actually believing in Drew Locke. We'll, we'll talk about that, but of course, um, I just want to talk about this episode from the article um, that, like I said, broke down the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff when it came to the relationship between Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks, and the deterioration of it. Um, to quote it, it says, um, Schneider later apologized to the Saints and other teams who had called, having told them they weren't trading Wilson. Denver was Wilson's only option in Schneider's preference, uh, preferred choice, because Drew Locke was the quarterback Schneider wanted in return. Schneider met with the Broncos GM Doris Patton at the Super Bowl in early February and again at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis a month later. At the Combine, Carroll, Pete Carroll, um, told reporters in carefully chosen word wording that the team had, quote, no intention of trading Russell Wilson. Uh, but the deal was soon done when the trade became official just a week later. The Seahawks released statements from Carroll 
Schneider, and de facto team owner Jody Allen, all making a clear mention of how Wilson wanted out. Then, in a news conference at a team headquarters, Carroll defended his since-scrutinized comment from the Combine and said it's that a better-than-expected offer from Denver turned the tide. Um, now, totally not complaining about the, the Broncos making this move because, you know, sitting out you know, a couple first round picks, you know, second round, a third round, a few players that we could afford to trade, um, being Shelby Harris, being Noah Fant, and of course being Drew Lock. You'll get a little bit more of my thoughts on this trade um, on our Saturday edition of Horse Tracks when I do a little bit of a season preview, fan Q&A. That's going to be a lot of fun. You guys really submit some killer questions I'm excited to talk about. But the biggest takeaway from this article is that Drew Locke was the Seahawks guy. He was who they wanted. First off, all right, all right, let's let's focus in on that. First off, first off, let's get past the crazy part that a team actually wanted Drew Locke and wanted to make a trade essentially with for Drew Locke. Drew Locke being you know one of the key components in this trade. Um, so that that's a, something we have to wrap our minds around. First off, but second of all. We have to wrap our minds around the fact that they wanted Drew Locke, but they're not even going to be starting him this season because Geno Smith is is QB1. Well, uh, technically on the depth chart, he's QB1, but you know, Pete Curl and the all preseason saying, well, we got two quarterbacks good enough to start. Oh, dude, that, that is... So stupid! No, no, nah, no. Nah, that that's that's not a thing. It, it's not a thing. It, I, I would love to see an offense where you had two quarterbacks that split reps. You know, there is never two starting quarterbacks. So you know, that's Pete Carroll being being there. Pete Carroll, and um, I have some other opinions on him, but uh, um, most off that he's his tenure in Seattle. I'm surprised that I was before the trade happened. I was going. I was guessing that the Wilson tenure and the Pete Carroll tenure in Seattle were going to end at the same time. Apparently not. Apparently they're doing a partial rebuild, not full full rebuild because that includes getting rid of, uh, of, of Pete Carroll there and his mindset that kind of hampered Russell Wilson in a lot of ways. Um, I, I, I guess some reasons I came up with why they want Drew Locke um, because I was just trying to think about this and being as positive and as glass half fool is possible is that Drew Locke, he, he has an arm. He is possibly a ceiling raiser type quarterback. Uh, while Geno Smith, I guess you can say, is one of those floor raiser type quarterbacks. And to be fair, he was one of the only realistic quarterbacks that could have been moved in the trade, you know, for Russell Wilson. Another one that popped in my head was then it was Baker Mayfield in the Browns. That could have been an option, um, but they decided to go with the quarterback that is going to be missing 11 games this season, but is still going to be paid every dime that he is worth uh, because the contract said so, and Deshaun Watson had amazing agents, and the Browns are just the Cleveland Browns. But talking about... Uh, Drew Locke was such a fun guy to talk about during his time in Denver. And, and my thoughts on Drew Locke is I was never completely sold on him, but I never really gave up until we traded him away. I always, I, I, maybe it was just because we sucked and I wanted any kind of hope to grab onto. 
So I grabbed onto Drew Locke. <laughs> who was who was uh let's not even get into the quarterback carousel that we that we had going on and that we have going on for most of six years. Luckily, we have Russell Wilson. We have Russell Wilson for seven more years. So hopefully we can all say goodbye to that to that damned carousel that no one ever wants to see. That is a carnival ride that no Broncos fan would be giving tickets to ride, that's for sure. Um so I guess it's just interesting that the Seahawks were saying that Drew Locke is their guy. So maybe if he's your guy, start him. So I, I, I would just love to hear what they have a little bit more to say about this one. Uh, because what they have right now is not adding up 100 to 100%. Um, in fact, I, I just don't think it adds up at all. But there it is. It's the Seattle Seahawks. But sticking with the whole Broncos and Seattle Seahawks kind of vibe we got going on, one of the last things I want to talk about here is the betting when it comes to our week one game in Seattle, Russell Wilson's return game. Of course, I think I think there is a post where the tickets for the Broncos Seahawks were the on average the most expensive ticket in the league for week one. And prices were around like 460 bucks, which is just flat out ridiculous. But, you know, quarterbacks are worth a lot of money. That's probably why Broncos tickets have definitely gone up in prices this year. Um, we're not paying to see Teddy Bridgewater anymore. We're paying to see Russell Wilson. And uh, they're going to pay off that contract somehow. <laughs> oh, man. But when it comes to the Broncos bets... The Broncos in the Seahawks game has the most lopsided week one action, and that's for the over-under in this game. Um, it's set at 44.5 with 91.9% of the money being set on the over. Now, I'm not, uh, we're not really, you know, a betting channel. I'm not really going to get into to betting. I'm, I'm not. I'm not super well versed in that. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, in fact, I probably lo- I'd probably lose more money than I make, um, most because I don't really know what what kind of bets. I'm, I'm just I'm just in that when it comes to sports betting um, a lot of the time. But you know, one of the things we're we're talking about is that this if you're looking to make some money, this isn't the worst under bet. You know, uh, there, there you could see some value in this one just because. Um, and I'll, I'll note on kind of this way I'm feeling about the Broncos a little bit more. It's uh, a lot of us um, here that I've seen in, in my high report. We all kind of have similar feelings, uh, or at least there's a few of us that have similar feelings where we've been so trained to be sad <laughs> the last <laughs> the last number of years that it's it's hard to have real optimism for this team. Um, and there's there's a lot of factors at play. You know, new quarterback, new coach. New offense, um, some new offense alignment there. We have a new offensive style. We have some new defensive players, new defensive style, new coaching stuff. Like all, all this is, it's new and it's going to take some time to mesh. So maybe the 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 Broncos aren't aren't. And one of the only things I'm truly confident in this game is our defense compared to the Seahawks offense. So I could really see the Broncos stifling. The Seattle Seahawks offense may be keeping them to 14 points or less, but 14 points or less still means that the Broncos have to score 31 points in this game. And it 
the Broncos and getting into the 30s is very, it's been very rare. Um, even the 20s has been a bit of a struggle. So I just want to start there. I want to the Broncos score 24 points uh, th- this game. And then then we can really go from there and see how good they're actually going to be. Um, but there's, there's a lot of ifs in this game. So... You know, if you want to throw some money on the under, it really doesn't seem horrible. It is, it's, at this point, it's a better value than betting, betting the over. Um, but one of the things I really want to focus in on here is kind of the last point for today is, and I might hit on this a little bit more on Saturday. We'll see when I do a bit more of a, you know, like I said, the Q&A and a little bit more of a, of a game preview type thing. Um, but there is tons of pressure on the Broncos in this game, I think. This is absolutely, undeniably, a must-win game for the Denver Broncos because imagine making this giant move for Russell Wilson, making all these improvements in the offseason, having another good draft, getting some good rookies in there, bringing in a new head coach, actually having what feels like a real future, and they go into Seattle, they go into Russell Wilson's return game in prime time, week one, and lose let alone even Leah Stinker of a game. That would not go over well. I've seen our polls, guys. I, I've seen the polls from you. I've seen the fan confidence polls. And I could see that thing tanking in an instant if the Broncos lose this game. And that will just be... Oh, that, I, I can't imagine what that would do to the locker room as well. That, that would give Nathaniel Hackett a hell of a job to, to, to handle going into his uh, second week as, as a head coach. So I, I don't want to sound like a pessimist because I'm really trying uh, not to be. I've been fairly optimistic about the Broncos during this offseason, especially when they uh, brought in Russell Wilson. And now I'm just having a steady state of cautious optimism. Of course, I won't get overconfident because... Look at the history of this team recently, but I don't think it's bad thing to have a little bit of confidence about this team and a little bit of joy and maybe a little bit of happiness. Maybe we'll be able to watch a football game here, especially primetime one, primetime one, and be happy about the way the Broncos looked and happy about the final result. So I, I, I don't think the Broncos are going to set the world on fire in this game. I'd be so happy if they prove me wrong, though. Don't don't get me wrong. I'd be so happy if they come out here and you know score 35 points, 38 points, and just come out guns blazing on offense. But I want to be a little bit realistic in my own right and to not totally expect that. Um, so I just think it's interesting. Um, Vegas saying the over-under on, on a game like this gives me hope for the Broncos, gives me a little bit more confidence about the Broncos, but it's typically Vegas knows what they are talking about. So we'll just, <laughs> but unfortunately we're at the point here where we're just going to have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen, but luckily we're only just a few days away from this game, and I could not be more excited about the Broncos, about the future of this organization, and I just hope you guys are too. But that's pretty much going to wrap it up here, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to my first time uh, with the Mile High Report with Horse Tracks. Um, I'm so excited to be here, and I can't wait to just continue to fill the airways with hopefully good news and only good news about the Denver Broncos during this entire season and then the seasons to come. Um, but, of course, you can find us um, on Twitter and Instagram mostly. Um, we're on Facebook as well, Mile High Report, all that fun stuff. Go on, over time. Our website 
find some amazing articles and a bunch of our podcasts as well. We're on, you know, most podcast sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Go ahead, follow if you're not already. And if you are already following, go ahead, stay followed. Um, I'll be back on Saturday. I can't wait to see you guys then. But in the meantime, catch up with all the amazing content that we're putting out. We're gearing up for what should be a fantastic season. And there is no better time to be hopping on the Broncos train than it is right now. But with that being said, Broncos country, let's ride.